Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello. Welcome back. Season 10 of the Weight Loss Podcast continues. I am Matt. Always have been, probably always will be. Yes. That delightful Sandy here is the real star of the show, Courtney. That's me. Hello. Hello. So we are here to discuss a topic simply known as gratitude. Mm. Something that... I have been terrible at, for lack of a better word, for most of my life. Something that you, Courtney, have been improving upon for a large chunk of this year so far. Yes. And we're hoping that today from this episode that you yourself might get something out of this out of this practice. It's something that I'm probably going to be learning along the way with you as well because Courtney is very well-versed, far, far, I think far more than I am at this and has a lot to offer, mm. to put it mildly. Hopefully. Oh, come on, back yourself. Mm. I think it's, you know, we can probably agree, Courtney, and, and you listening that, you know, along the way with, with a weight loss journey or just life in general, it can be really easy to look at the negatives. Yeah. To look at, you know, the person that we aren't or the things that we have not achieved or the mistakes that we've made, you know, things like comparisons to, to other people, other people's journeys and, and whatnot. I'm comfortable saying I've been as guilty of this as anyone. I think you can speak for yourself. Absolutely same. Yeah, and we want to really take this topic and, and dive into it a bit and just be as positive as possible hmm. and not just discuss things that we are grateful for, but how, how is this, how do you, like, especially for you, Courtney, like how do you practice this? What do you do? What does it do for you? But also... Talk about like where did it start? Yeah, because you haven't always done this. No, practicing gratitude is that the phrase you would use? Yeah, yep, I would definitely use that. A bit of reflection. Okay, time for reflection. Sort of really like meaningful, meaningful thought. Is that a thing? You tell me. I don't know, but if it is to you, it is to me. That that's probably what I try to achieve definitely but no I wasn't always like that very much a negative Nelly a very pessimistic person by nature mm -hmm. I'll always look for the worst case scenario in pretty much everything that happens yes a lot of the what ifs I will if there's going to be a what if found I will find it a negative what if a negative what if yeah okay um so yeah definitely 
I wouldn't call myself even like I would still say that I'm like that. I'm very much a warrior. I'm very much a pessimistic person. I tend to find the downside in most things that are happening, but that doesn't mean that I can't try to practice gratitude, try to really have really meaningful reflection time in terms of my thought process, in terms of my emotions. Um, so I think that's one of the big things I've found is that I always think a lot of people think that you have to be a really optimistic person to be able to show gratitude or to be able to really practice this sort of thing, but you definitely don't need to be because I'm not. Would would that be kind of outside in thinking where, you know, you have to be a positive person to practice gratitude? My first thought personally would be for a number of people, wouldn't you practice gratitude to learn how to become a bit more optimistic in areas or am I overthinking that? Yeah. Thank you. I think you make a good point. Okay. So how long would you say you've been practicing this for? Well, I think along my weight weight loss journey, I've always tried to – we've always spoken about things like um, – Small wins. The small wins. Yep. So that was a big change for me during that time was to really just pull it back instead of overthinking everything or thinking always big picture um, – bringing it back down to sort of surface level, looking at small wins, looking at small moments that I can be happy about. So I think that for me was a big change. So that was like what years ago we started talking about small wins and celebrating them. They've been a regular theme of this very podcast. Yeah. And and from even before then when we were you know, just humble PTs in a gym. Yeah. This is – a very long time. Yeah, yeah, like years and years. So I think that was probably the biggest, that, that first change for me. Um, but it was only been really this year that I really got into uh, journaling um, and then making that a, 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 a really big part of my week or day, depending on my weeks, to really think about what I'm grateful for or just think about something that brought me joy in the day or calmed me down, th- these sort of things. I think the other thing I'll just say about when you when people talk about practising gratitude, the one thing I always shied away from was it always seemed very epic to me. Like the idea of gratitude and practising gratitude seemed like, like such an epic, massive thing that I had to get my head around. Like I've got to pick something big that I'm grateful for, like, oh, like some big gesture things. that oh, I, I have to be. It always sounded like really big, like the idea of it sounded really big and intimidating to me. And I think um, that's one thing that I've also learned when it comes to gratitude. You don't even have to use the word gratitude. We're just using it today because – it's probably the easiest and most universally understood reflection of what we're talking about. But again, I don't really use the word gra- uh, gratitude when I'm in inwardly reflecting on my day. Um, it's mostly like a, a reflection of emotion for me or trying to find some sort of grounding thought or moment that grounds me, that calms me down Um so whatever you want to call it, but we're going to call it obviously gratitude today for the yeah. for the sake of this. But there's one thing that sort of I just want to point out when we're going through this episode is that don't look at the word gratitude and be overwhelmed by it. It doesn't have to be this big epic gesture 
and you'll get to understand that once we keep talking about it. You, when you say that, are you referring to if you're trying to practice gratitude that you fall into a trap of thinking it must be big, life-changing, epic things or nothing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. And it just always seemed too overwhelming to think about because you're trying to think of this big thing that, you know, you have to be grateful for. Is that, okay, so you, you can get caught thinking on too big a scale? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it did for me anyway. I, um, that, that makes complete sense. So some people out there obviously will get it straight away. But for me, it was really intimidating for a long time, the idea of it, because I was I, I was always thinking like this massive thing it had to be. Um, and it was, it was a bit, in, it was intimidating is probably the right word for it. It's intimidating to me to think about. I think just even in talking about this topic before we hit the record button, before you started to you know, really educate me here with this, I would be, if you asked me to, about things I'm grateful for, I would be very surface level. Yeah. And even just in what we spoke about before we hit the go button, it's like, oh, hang on. Nah, nah, nah. You can go deeper than the surface level and it doesn't need to be, as you said yourself, big, epic, life-changing things. No, no. And I think that that's where I've made the most changes this year Okay. for me. So this is not going to be easy. We should probably talk about why. Yes. So even though we are going to make this a positive episode – it's not going to start very positively. So you've mentioned then, Courtney, that you've what's you've sort of ramped up your gratitude this year. And yeah. I even even in my own way, I have adjusted you've my outlook on things. Yeah. Why? I think we yeah, we'll just mention it and we won't get into this too much now because I don't want to Bring, make this episode about this, but I think it's important to talk about. Yep. I think we can elaborate on all of this at a, at a later stage. And, and we will. But Matt and I have we, – we're pretty open books yep. when it comes to this podcast and our online presence, but there's definitely uh, one thing that we've always been very private about and we have never spoken about, which is that for some time, for a few years now, Matt and I have been – battling with infertility and it's a it's been a long journey for us to go through and it's something that we've just been happy keeping to ourselves um late last year uh, I fell pregnant and we were very excited um but unfortunately in March this year uh our daughter passed away 22 weeks into my pregnancy um and that was a massive moment in our lives. Hardest? The hardest thing I'll ever go through, I would say, in my life. Yeah. Pain, emotional pain that, that I've never experienced and, and hope that I never have to experience ever again in my life. Um, Wouldn't wish on other people, that's for sure. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah. And it's something that we felt comfortable talking to the people that knew about. Which is a extremely small 
circle, the smallest circle possible. The smallest circle possible. It's something that we don't want to – it's not that we are hiding away from what happened or our, or the memory of our daughter. It's, it's Far some, from it. It's something that Matt and I both have discussed that we struggle to share with other people from just the, the – it's, it's really from the way of we don't like – the fact that other people are going to be upset by it. It's yep. not a story that we want to share to make others upset or bring others down. It's 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 not about that. It's it's just something that happened and it was really devastating to us and we wish it didn't happen the way that it did. We wish that our daughter was here. But we definitely don't it's not that we want her memory to be a secret. It's also a case of people grieve differently. Yeah. And you have to come to a stage where if you want to, you have to be ready to talk about it. And I've been ready the whole time. You know, and even then, like, we're not going to go too in-depth into it now because it's not the purpose of this episode. And it's something that we will open up more on as time goes by, but the point of mentioning this here in this episode is to really discuss how it sort of led, especially you in, in, in this way, Courtney, to improve reflections and in keeping with the topic of this episode, things that you're grateful for. Because it, as I said before, it can be all too easy in life to think life's got it in for you. The universe hates you. Yep. You know, and it can it can taint everything. It can put a cloud over everything. And that's where I've learned just from from watching Courtney as we've gone through this together is like, no, hang on, I can take things from this too. So what I think would be good to do, Courtney, is can you can you discuss how you practice gratitude? What have you what have you been doing differently this year? Because one thing I've noticed, obviously, is being the person closest to you is how the way you, you practice this sort of changed who we are. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um I think um for me it it is definitely as I said, the hardest mental challenge of my life I think for us it was without getting into the details it was a build-up um to our pregnancy ending early um it wasn't out of the blue per se it was something that we knew there was some challenges in our pregnancy and we were trying to work through them until it was it was the end um so the that entire time mentally that build up mentally and then and then afterwards it was definitely the hardest mental challenge I've ever gone through in my life and I think from that trying to have resilience through that and push forward and try to stay positive trying to stay trying to find solutions trying to find answers Mm. um I think I tried to take that mentality into recovery afterwards as well and then I think 
for me after that, it was a battle of trying not to be overrun by anger and resentment. That's where I sort of reached out and tried to look for things to have um, more of a healing effect on my mental health. So gratitude, things that I could ground me in moments because obviously I'm not going to say that I handled it great, but I tried to have awareness that I needed things in my life to ground me and journaling was definitely one of those things for me during that time. I've dabbled with journaling on and off for years. Mm. But it never really stuck until until after um, Lara passed away. So, what's your what is your journaling routine? So, at the time when I first picked it up, back at the end of March, I was journaling every day. I journaled every day for a month, just over, without missing a day. It was just something that I had to do to get my thoughts and emotions out, but I always started my journaling with something I was grateful for. And then I sort of did a bit of a emotional mind dump into my journal. Now I've got to the routine where I I felt like I didn't need to do it daily, but I definitely aim to do it at least once a week, Mm -hmm. just depending on where my mindset's at. I feel like I'm pretty in tune with my with my mental health so when I feel like I need it I'll do it more often but when I feel like I'm in a really good place I just try to do it that once a week just to keep that rhythm and just to keep having something to be able to write down something that week that happened that I was grateful for or that I want to get down on paper and out of my brain but definitely I'm I'm at the stage where I'm able to change change it up based upon where I feel like I'm at mentally. Before we hit the record button, you shared with me something that you found on, of all places, Instagram. Hmm. Here's me saying the social media is useless. Well, apparently I could not be further from correct in this instance. Can you Can you just share with what you what you found a while ago and what this did? Yeah. So I think for me when I was recovering, um, I was looking on social media a lot, not for really things that could influence my mindset in a more positive way. So I was looking at accounts based around, definitely accounts based around similar situations that had happened to us to get some – perspective I think but also I think what I found was there was a lot of things that were coming up in my feed in going through that things around quotes that I really liked to listen to speeches that people had made in the past that were really interesting to me Um, and there was a post that I came across that talked about gratitude and it was just 12 things to be grateful for and this particular account had done a lot of these over like time and I just happened to pick one of the posts. And I think what it really highlighted to me was when I was thinking about what I was grateful for and writing it in my journal, I was often doing the typical things. I'm grateful for Matt. I'm grateful to have 
a loving husband. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. So really one word answers to what I was grateful for. And I think this post really made me look at that in a different light and think that's the thing that I'm grateful for, but it's not really the emotion that's attached to the thing. Mm. So I was really trying to tap into emotionally what I was grateful for about my friends, about my family, about you, Matt. Like rather than just say I'm grateful for a thing, it was what about that, what a, what emotion is it bringing up about that that makes me grateful for it. Um, so it was it was a really good insight and I should actually give her a shout out since – do you want to read it out? Yeah, I'll find the post because it, I felt like it was really interesting and, as I said, she's done quite a few of them. So um, the Instagram account is called um, Momentary Happiness. And One word? Yes. Her yep. name is um, Charlotte Freeman. She's actually a, a, a poet and a writer. So she has books that she's written and she does poems and things like that, and mm-hmm. she's very talented. Um, and this particular twelve grateful things were things like family who, oh, sorry, friends who become family, um, knowing what it feels like to give and receive love, laughing so hard your tummy hurts, um, feeling. The feeling of the sun kissing your skin. Um, the feeling of nostalgia when you get, sorry, uh, when you hear an old song that reminds you of good times. Um, having a roof over your head and a cosy bed. There was things like um, TV shows that feel like an escape when your mind is consumed, um, the fact that you're here right now and able to read this. So it's those are examples of of what she had on her list and that particular list. She's done lots of them. And it just made me start to think more deeply around what I was appreciating, the moments in my life that I was appreciating so rather than things, I was trying to change my mindset to moments or feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, I think, changed for me what I was able to appreciate. And they became a bit of a grounding exercise for me to think about those moments or those feelings rather than people or things, if that makes sense. Mm. So what, are we, what sort of things are we grateful for? So for me, a lot of it was based around like I would try to then change it to feeling. So um, like I liked the one in the example of like friends who become family. So I started to be think of my friends instead of just saying I was grateful to have such great friends. I was grateful to have friends who are like my sisters. Um, and, you know, instead of saying things like instead of writing things like I'm grateful to have my wonderful husband it was I was thinking like I'm so grateful to have a husband who I know loves me because I can feel it 
Um, so trying to bring it back to the emotion of it. Um, things like I'm great and, and not always even big grand gestures either. I think that's really important. It doesn't have to be anything massive. So, you know, sometimes it was literally just for me, it was, I'm grateful for the smell of fresh coffee because it just makes me smile. Like I love coffee and the smell of fresh coffee makes me smile. That's funny. I, I'm grateful for the smell of fresh bread early in the morning being cooked in the bakery. Yeah. That makes, that makes me smile. You know, I can't eat it because um, my, my body hates it. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's things like I'm grateful for, um, from that example, she spoke about the, the touch of like the feeling of um, the sun kissing your skin. Yep. And I can relate to that one because grounding for me is literally just if I'm feeling overwhelmed or my mind's going a mile a minute, is literally just walking outside, feeling the sun on me and breathing fresh air. Yeah. I'm definitely grateful for that. So I'm grateful for having a bunch of fresh flowers on my kitchen table. So it's trying to bring it back to moments and feelings rather than always a thing. So yes, like um, a bunch of flowers on my kitchen table is is a thing, like it's, it's a physical thing, but it's the feeling I get from looking at the flowers. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed when we were talking about this before we got started because I've written a few things out here and they are completely surface level stuff. And then when you, Courtney, were sharing about you know, going a little bit a little bit more in depth, and that's one thing you're doing a very good job of here is discussing not just the things that you're grateful for but why and how, yeah. which I think is very, very helpful with this. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really important like still to be – like I'm still grateful for my physical health, for my family, for my husband, mm. f- for my um, work, for, for our businesses yep. that we have. I'm grateful for all those things and I'm never not going to be grateful for it. But it it seems too overwhelming to me just to think about how I'm grateful for our businesses. Like what about them actually fills my cup up? or fills me with joy, or what am I grateful for exactly? Um, I think really trying to define it actually improves how grateful you can be of that thing because you're really defining what it is. Can I have a go at that and you tell me what, if you think I'm on the right track? Yeah. But One thing I've realised over a long period of time now, and only through thinking about this with you, does it become easier to sort of give voice to and sort of verbalise is, you mentioned businesses and work and whatnot. Like we we are in we are in the job of helping people, mm. and it's you know serving people in that way and improving lives. I'm grateful for literally every single person I've come into contact with, every person I've coached or spoken to, because I've learned something from each individual. And I think a lot of people. Like if you are one of our clients and you are listening to this right now, take it from me, you have helped us as much as we have helped you. Yeah. And you have taught us as much as we have taught you because we do not know everything. I certainly do not know everything. And you learn from the human experience. And I find a lot of gratitude in that. To me, 
am I on the right track here? Yeah, absolutely. And it could be even things within yourself, like for one of my things that if I'm going to look surface level, with, I'm grateful for um, my mental health and resilience. Well, what part of that am I really grateful for? Well, if I really think about it, I'm I'm proud. I, I, I'm grateful of the pride that I have in myself and what I do because that leads me through what I've been through this year to continue to do it. Yep. And that's something that up until this year, if if I had thought about it, I would never have said that I was grateful for my resilience or proud of myself for doing things that I needed to be done. Um, I would have thought I was being a bit self-indulgent by thinking that way. Mm. But I think it's really important. I've discovered this year, especially it's really important that we're also really proud of ourselves and we're able to find things in our life that we're proud of that we do. And it doesn't have to be self-indulgent because you don't have to tell other people. Mm. It just has to be something that you feel in yourself. I can definitely a gazillion percent relate to gratitude for resilience. It's far from a stretch for me to say that what what we went through is even saying the hardest thing of my life is not even doing it close to justice and being grateful for the fact that like I proved to myself the resilience that I've built built up over years to be able to I'm not sure if the phrase handle that is is it might be the most appropriate one possible but to get through it without falling apart yeah you know being there for you with you together but also doing doing the things you know and we've both done this very well doing the things in our lives that we are responsible for and staying on track with those things despite the fact that you are also grieving. Yeah. They, that, well, we, we've spoken about it so many times on this very podcast about the resilience muscle. Like, I'm going to be self-indulgent. Our resilience muscle is unbeatable. I thought that going into this year, I know that now. And, yeah, the gratitude for that is is from my perspective epic because it's yeah in when you've got that sort of level of resilience that you learn about with yourself you can be very hard to beat one thing you've got written here Courtney the sounds of the waves crashing on the shore mm. that's a good one Yeah, of course. Hit the pause button. All right. Pause button unpaused. We're back. <clears throat> Where we for well, for you listening, we've taken a thirty second actually not even that, a two second break. For us a little bit longer. Yeah. But we keep powering through. Yeah, I needed a moment, but I'm good. I mean I'm I'm hey, we're only human. Yeah. I'm I may need one sooner or later as well. Uh, you asked me about the sound of the waves crashing on the shore. 
That's a great one because uh, I would say for me it's that going to the beach is just hearing it. Yeah. And also the smell. The smell is definitely one as well. Yeah, the smell of the ocean. I think that that's one for me. So in the past, even even writing this list down, my first – so I'm still learning and getting better at this myself. I'm not a pro at this. So my first idea was to put down the ocean as my point. But then I had to stop and rethink and think, okay, what actually about the ocean uh-huh. yeah. is – a moment that I can, that I can really envision and re- and relate to, the, the ocean to me is just too broad of a statement. Yeah. So what actually is it about the ocean? So one of the things is, well, it's the sound. I think about it and I think I actually don't love swimming. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh. I actually don't in like I know how to swim and I can swim mm. and I don't mind sometimes swimming, but swimming would never be my first thing to do. Um. I actually love the ocean because I I love the fact when you're walking towards it, you can hear it before you can see it. Well, I was going to say for me with the ocean, because obviously I'm a, you know, know, Courtney knows I'm a massive fan of the water. The first thing that gets me is hearing the seagulls and you know you're close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the sound of the waves. And I could have definitely added the smell because I did think of that when I wrote this. Mm. It's, it's the smell of the seaweed and the salt that gets me or it's the feeling of sand after even after you leave the beach what as in the sand in between your toes when you're driving home you can feel it everywhere <laughs> and you can you can almost taste the salt on your skin yep just from standing near the beach let alone in the water or standing in shallow water yeah so it's just those parts of it that then when you really start to think about the ocean, you break it down, and for me, that's that's the things I I try to then start to think about. I'm grateful for, yeah, because for me, it makes it more real than just saying I'm grateful for the ocean. What part? Of, uh, uh, like to me, I then start to ask myself, what am I actually saying? Am I grateful for the that this earth has an ocean? <laughs> am I grateful that it exists? Am I grateful that I've seen it? Like what exactly am I grateful for? Surface level, yeah. So I try to then break that down. And as I said, that was my first thought was to actually just write the ocean. So it's still very raw to me just to write those surface level things. But then it's about asking yourself the question of, why? okay, How? deep dive underneath this. Mm. What about the ocean? Can I? What's the first thing I think of? When I think of the ocean, and for me, it's it's the sound. Yep. So it's bringing the senses in, and then to me, it makes it more uh, vivid in my mind, and I can I can see it, and I can hear it, and I'm grateful for it because I know that I smile when I think about it, because I smile when I see it, or I smile when I hear it, and. I think that's for me, it becomes very much easy to then be grateful for that thing because it brings me joy. And as I mentioned earlier, I almost use it as a bit of a grounding exercise for myself too, to be able to say like calm myself down if I'm getting anxious or if I'm overthinking or if I'm feeling low mentally. I try to use something that I know is going to be a grounding thought and moment for me because it's something that brings me joy 
if okay, in, in practicing this, so for example, you've written here, my physical health. Yeah. That on its own is what you would call service level, then yeah. Yeah. Okay, so how would you how would you break that down and go deeper on physical health? Because what's that? Is it a case of going? What, what does that mean to me? Yeah. So it and and there could be so many subcategories to that, right? Yep. You don't have to only pick one, and it doesn't have to be the same one every time. That's the other thing that I used to get stuck on, and I used to think, well, underneath like physical health, if I'm going to break that down to one thing, what is it going to be? It doesn't have to be one thing. Yep. That's the other thing that you know, for me, it was a big aha moment where I don't have to be the same physical thing that I'm grateful for each time. I can change it up because there's so many and I don't have to pick one. I just have to pick one for right now or just today. So for today, it might be I'm grateful for the fact that I can bring all the grocery bags in the house in one trip. Okay. Yep. Because I'm strong enough to do that. Seems like a little thing that you wouldn't think about, but I'm happy that I'm able to do that. Could yeah. I do two trips? Of course I could, but I like the fact that I can only do one. Uh-huh. Or I might be grateful for the fact that I am am able to um, move something by myself at work that other people would have needed two people to move, and I felt confident to do it. It might be I'm grateful for the fact that I took several weeks off exercise and I was able to slot back in and my body remembered what to do and it felt really good to do it. Ah, okay. It might be a memory in time of I – it might be something in the gym that happened that week – that I was really happy about, that I achieved something. Like a performance thing? A performance thing. Like yeah. I achieved something on my squats that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. So then it could be it could be as, for lack of a better word, as simple as I'm grateful for consistently going to the gym this week. It could be the fact that I'm grateful for the fact that I haven't been to the doctor in I can't remember how long. Okay, yeah, absolutely. It could be something like that. Oh, okay. So – I would, for me, I would then say I'm grateful for the fact that I don't have to be on medication anymore. I haven't for a long time. Yeah. I'd be ungrateful for that. Yeah. Aha. It could be something like that. It could be something like I'm grateful for the fact that I have an understanding of nutrition and I know how to, I know how to fuel my body when I'm not feeling my be- like I'm not feeling 100%. Physically, mentally, both? Physi- physically. Yep. If I'm unwell or if something's okay. happened to me, I know how to fuel my body or I know how to make changes that are going to make sure that I'm I'm getting the nutrients that I need. I'm grateful for if I'm feeling sick, I know how to eat to get better faster. Yeah. Okay. It could be something as simple as that. It could be something as simple as I'm grateful that I can um, it, this isn't my example, but I've I've had a friend tell me this that she was grateful for the fact that she could push her two kids in the pram up a hill mm. on a walk. Mm. You know, it's it doesn't like there's so many aspects to physical health. Absolutely, 
that it doesn't have to be just one thing. It could be literally about the way that you look. I'm grateful for the fact that I've got my physical health and I think as a result my body is in great shape and I'm happy with it. Mm. All the way just a certain outfit looks. Yeah. It, there's so many there's so many things to it and it really comes down to almost very similar to us talking about the small wins, right? Yeah. It could be that my my hair is growing fantastically well and that's because I'm in great physical shape. Nails for yeah. A lady, things like that, like healthy nails, healthy yeah. skin. There's so many aspects to it and I know it can be overwhelming because there's so much to it, but it can also be freeing because you don't have to pick one. Mm. You don't have to pick one thing that you're grateful for and always think about that thing. It could just be something that comes to mind that day and that's going to ground you and, and make you th- smile and make you think, you know what, yeah. This is something that I can be proud of myself for or that I can be happy for. Or, yes, even though I'm having a stressful day, yes, I'm happy, I'm grateful for that thing. How has this helped you? I think for me it's definitely helped my mental health the most Yeah. in terms of my overthinking, in terms of my anxiety. I think in terms of my recovery from from my pregnancy in March, my pregnancy loss in March. I think that that time, as I mentioned, was incredibly traumatic mentally. I think it's one thing that was able to get through it amongst a whole host of other things in terms of love, support from people around me. It was though one thing that I was able to do was to journal and to really focus on things that I know I'm grateful for and look at the things that really mean something to me, like going to the ocean and listening to the waves. It was things like I'm grateful for going for a walk with my husband today. Yeah. It was bringing it back down to things that just made me feel grounded and happy in a moment and allowed me to not overthink about everything else. It was almost in that moment that time for me of recovery it was um it was something that i could look at as a way to really think about there's still good in the world and there's good in my life and it's not all dark and it's not all shit mm. there was still good and there were still things that i was allowed to smile about i didn't have to be sad all the time yep and that's what it came down to too. I didn't want to be sad and angry all the time. I wanted to give myself time to be sad and to be angry, but I didn't want that to overtake my day. Um, so that's what it did for me there. But now on the other side of that, it's just also a way for me to to slow down a little bit. I think that one thing I, I do want to really get across is that I'm using a lot of these examples because of something that big that happened to Matt and I in our life, something horrible and massive event that happened to us. But it doesn't have to be a big thing like that that makes you start to want to journal or start start to want to look at gratitude. In fact, I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah. I hope, I really fucking hope yeah. that 
it's not something big that happens to you that makes you think like this. That's one thing. It's just because that's where my mindset changed, which is why I keep coming back to that. Mm. That happened to me this year. But this is something that I would encourage for anyone. We are living in a time that's very busy. We live very busy lives. I literally don't know one person unless you may be retired. But mm. I don't know one person who's living a life of just a carefree nature. Yeah. Most people are quite busy. Well, that's adulting, isn't it? It's part of the and territory. And we have families, we have financial obligations, we have work, we have businesses, we have pets. Hobbies. We have lots of stuff going on. Mm. And it seems sure. like every time you turn on the news, something bad's happened. There's just always seems to be something. Or just do what I do. Don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I watched the news. But I think what I'm trying to say is that for me, this has become su- such an important thing to appreciate my life. I'm glad I came to this point of being able to practice gratitude and do the journaling and I think it's really important but I just want to reiterate you don't need to wait for something big and maybe potentially traumatic to happen in your life to be able to to do this I would encourage everyone just to do it and if any if, if nothing else just because life sometimes does suck it's busy and sometimes you're not going to have great days Mm, for sure and for me the ability to take a breath and just be grateful for something that grounds me, that makes me smile, that reminds me that, you know what, today's just one day. There's other things in my life that are great. And I might feel shit today, but I'm just going to think about this one thing that I'm happy about. And it definitely makes a difference to my mental health. How long do you think you'll stick with this for? Is this like just a permanent thing from here on out? Yeah. This is part of who you are? It's definitely part of who I am because even when I'm not writing it down, even though when I'm not journaling every day, I'm trying to think about something that grounds me or makes me that I can be grateful for every day. So like a personal like acknowledgement? Personal acknowledgement just within myself Uh of – and it could come at any time. It could, like last week it was because I was driving in the car with the sunroof open and the sun was coming in. And I could feel it on my skin. And I just had this moment where I just, I closed my eyes at a red light. I was sitting there and I was just like, yeah, that feels nice. Was that right before it got so hot you had to shut the sunroof? Probably. (laughs) But in that moment, it was just that feeling of just fresh air and the sun. and The, The blue when you look up? It just made me happy. It just, for that moment, it just made me really happy. I think it's a good thing to bring up because if you if you look at the the mentality that we often will have, like, and this is we're here at the weight loss podcast, the mentality that you can have when oh, I want to I want to lose weight, I want to lose a couple of dress sizes, I want to get in, you know, get in better shape, improve these health markers, whatever. It can be all too easy to think or look at things as completely glass half empty because like I said at the start of this episode, we're not where we want to be. 
mm. or we're not where we should be or I don't – this part of my body's not how I would ideally want it. That doesn't mean everything has gone to shit and it doesn't mean that good things haven't been done to this point because at the same time, you can not be where you want to be and still have made great progress and still have great things or people or whatever in your life to appreciate, be grateful for. These things can exist at the same time. Mm. Would you agree? Yes. I'm not sure what else I can add to that. Yeah, I I think just bringing it back to the fact that you just brought up, which is weight loss is a really long journey. And hard. And it's really hard. And emotional. And you're having to do it while also living a life. A life. Responsibilities. And it's not always easy. So you might say it's actually harder more than it is easy. Yeah. Mm. So as much as we always talk about celebrating the wins and making sure we do that, which is also really important, yeah. but it's also about finding something in those overwhelming moments that you can just really ground you and just be grateful for mm. and trying not to be overwhelmed at the concept of, of starting to bring some of those thoughts into your life. It, it's actually really nice once you start getting in the habit of just finding pieces of your day that you can be like, I'm really grateful for that. I know for me it can be as simple as, wow, that was a great walk. Yeah. The fresh air, the breeze, the sun, or even for me, as I say to Courtney a lot, like for me it can be not necessarily just a, like say a walk out in the sunshine, but a walk in the rain. Yeah, you like to walk in the rain. Love it. Because I say this to Courtney a lot, there's there's beauty in bad weather. Hmm. There's beauty in winter, there's beauty in rain and cold and snow as much as there is in palm trees and sunshine and sand and water. And that might come back to your list, matter of physical health. Well, that's a surface level thing, isn't it? Like I, I wrote this I wrote this list down and like I've got here physical strength, health and athletic ability. Based on what I'm learning from Courtney so far, just in talking about this episode, like what the hell do those things mean? Well, that's surface level. Yeah. Do you want me to try and dig deeper? Like you, you give me, you give me a look. Yeah, I thought you were going to. So maybe just well, just pick one, like the first thing that comes to your mind. I mean, I know that that's okay. a that there's a lot. I understand you could probably list two hundred things, but just pick the first one that comes to your mind. Not being on medication. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 first thing that comes to mind is is when I got off the diabetes medication. You know, we're 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 currently in in a moment in history where the all the rage is is hitting Ozempic. I'm glad to not be on shit like that. What about athletic ability? Athletic ability for me, it's I'm grateful for the fact that I'm now in my mid forties. And I can still go. Be it be it strength in the gym, running, like martial arts, like you know, I'm aging far better than people in my age bracket, to put it mildly. And actually, we talk about athletic ability. I can really simplify this and, and go a bit deeper. Functional ability. Hmm. I'm grateful that like I'm like can 
I want to go for a walk, a power walk or a run or whatever, I can go do that. I can still go do that. You know, where the, the, the older you get, the more you start, for me at least, the more you start to notice people that are declining physically at a rapid rate. Rapid rate. Yeah. I am really happy and grateful to not be one of those people because I do know people in my age bracket that are getting have developed the functional ability of people 15, 20, 30 years older. Mm. I don't want that. Yep. So I agree with everything you just said, but it's still quite broad. Okay. So if you're going to bring it down even more so to one th- one moment or one memory that just pops into your mind that makes you smile. Re- relating to physical health? Yeah. Getting off the diabetes medication. Yeah, you said that one, but I meant the oh. uh, sorry, the um the athletic ability. There's a lot of stuff that you just said in that one. So what's one thing, one feeling that you get that makes you smile? Roundhouse kicking the shit out of a heavy bag. Perfect. And the feeling of pride? What what would you describe the feeling of when you do that? Pride? Is it capability? Hmm. It's probably the word that I think is most appropriate there. Yep. The capability of like physically like, yeah, I got this. You know, it's uh, I love my my one true love will always be pumping iron. Like that's I'll be doing that in my nineties. But right now, when you ask me, put me on the spot. Like just hearing the thud. You can hear it though, can't you? Now that you've really tapped into that feeling of capability. Can you see yourself doing that? Like if you can see yourself as a third person doing that, you can hear the thud of your leg hitting the bag. Oh, yeah. And you can almost see the smile on your face as you've done it and you know it's connected well. When there's a noise that it makes when you hit it right and and also if you hit it right, you don't feel it. Yeah. But you can hear that the bag just copped it. See. And also you then hear – the noise when the bag almost jumps off the chain. Yeah. And how, how hard you've hit it. And you're smiling now just talking about it. So the f- huh. the, the f- you, you compare the feeling that you've got right now, envisioning that, knowing what that does to you, to saying I'm grateful for physical, cap- like physical ability. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to dig deeper. It's that very different. sense, yeah. You can't, you can't hear the bag. When you say, I'm grateful for physical ability, you can't see yourself hitting that bag. Mm. You can't feel that rush of adrenaline and joy of knowing that you were capable of doing that by just saying that I'm grateful for physical ability. Well, I can then go a bit deeper again and there's there's gratitude for, from, for me personally, and you've seen this, Courtney, how fast I can move up inclined surfaces, be it running or walking and like sprinting up a hill. Love it. Yeah. Grateful for the ability to do it. Does that does that tie in here? Yeah. So you're grateful for the ability to be able to run up a mountain. Yeah. Yep. And smash it. I guess that as well is tapping into your love of being outside, being secluded 
in a running trail yep. because you like that as your alone time. And I'm then grateful for the view at the top. So they're all the things that then you can really dig a bit deeper as to why that moment or that memory or that capability that you have means something mm-hmm. and that you're grateful for it. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be something that you know you like to do. You, you can be grateful for a dream you have of the future. Really? As long as it's grounding enough and it's real enough to be able to bring you some sort of peace and you can relate it back to where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. For me, that is. I mean, I'm no professional. So someone might say, that's actually not how you do it. But for me, I think that you can do it that way mm-hmm. because it's all about what you get out of it to me. And to me, what I get out of it is a sense of calm and a sense of gratitude and a sense of just the the sense that not everything about today is bad. If I'm having a bad day or if I'm having a busy day or if my mind feels scattered into a thousand different directions, it's just the ability to ground myself and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a second and know that I'm grateful for this. And that's what it's about to me. I think we can probably end it on that. I think you've put a cap on that quite nicely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for taking us through this, taking me through this as well. So for you listening, hopefully you get something out of this. I would say seeing seeing firsthand how this practice has has helped Courtney. Don't be afraid to give it a shot yourself. Because just seeing the seeing what it's done done for my wife over the course of this year, like I I can now say I, I get it. To the point where I think we can both say, and you can probably, you know, back me up on this, Courtney, I can sometimes be annoying enough in how much I say to you, like oh, have you journaled today? Yeah, and I don't mind it. I think it's really important that as you as as I said before, I'm no pro at it. I'm still learning. There's still times where I get to like I said to Matt when I first sat down at this for these podcasts and I said, oh, I didn't journal last week. Yeah. So I missed a week. And so it's not never going to be perfect and it doesn't need to be. Mm. It needs to be whatever you need. And that can change, can't it? It can change. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be adaptable and make sure that you're in tune to be able to change with it and do whatever you need to make sure that you're getting what you need out of your emotions that day. But it's definitely made a massive difference for me and my ability to process my thoughts, especially this year. And going forward, it's going to be still increasing. Like it's just, it's not going to get less important for me. Um, to be able to handle my thoughts, my anxiety, my stress, my my goals. I think it comes honestly it comes in handy for a lot of things for me. And I and I think that more people um it could help more and more people, definitely. All right. So we'll we'll bring it to a close there. Yeah, I hope it's actually helped. I feel like I've just talked about I don't know. I hope this actually made sense. Well, we're going to put it out there and we're going to find out. Yeah. Aren't we? We are. I mean, ultimately, I mean, 
something I I say to Courtney a lot uh, that when when we you know plan our podcast episodes, when we plan our podcast seasons, when we record, so often when we press stop, one of us will ask each other, "How do you reckon that went? Was that actually good? Was that actually, was that actually any good?" And the answer now is the same as it always is. It's not for us to decide. Yeah. It's for you listening to decide. Like once once we put it out there, like once this is up on on you know Spotify, Apple, Google, etc., like it's no longer ours. Yeah. I you think know? so we, we just hope that you get some value out of this. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna speak purely from from Matt's perspective. I've got a shitload of value out of this and I'm glad we've done it. And I think I just want to wrap up just in case anybody's wondering. We are fine. We are going very well, Matt and I. Um, after everything's happened this year, I just oh, want you like to know a, like, that a, like a wellness check. I just want you to know that like we are okay. We are moving forward with our that, lives. That's the phrase. Moving forward. We'll never You never move on. Move on nope. and forget. <laughs> um some things you don't get over. And we don't want to either. No. Um, no. but we are okay. And yeah. The only other reason as well that we mentioned it is because it's important to us to for people to know that if anyone's going through something similar that we see you. We hear you. We see you and we hear you. We and, feel you. And just know that you're not alone. Mm. And I think with that, we'll wrap this one up. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 